0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Pokemon Watch With Us. Uh, My name is Zach. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jordan and Matt. And uh, we're excited to kick this podcast off. So you might be asking yourself why did they make a podcast for the original pokemon anime our main motivations are uh, boredom and also it's 1:24 a.m so i think that kind of explains itself just to introduce ourselves our relationship to pokemon and each other uh, first of all me and jordan are actually brothers and we grew up with matt who is jordan, jordan's best friend and also my honorary younger brother and uh we grew up loving Pokemon to different degrees. I grew up playing pretty much every Pokemon. I played pretty much every Pokemon game from the first generation to the most recent um, Sword and Shield games. I still play a little bit of like competitive Pokemon from time to time on like Smogon, and then um, a little bit of EGC. But I actually didn't grow up watching the anime at all. We just never watched it in our household, me and Jordan. Like, the only reason I've seen the movie, I saw it as a kid, was actually because Matt owned it on a VHS, and we watched it together at our church randomly for some reason. I don't remember the context for this memory, <laughs> but we were just three kids alone in the kid area of our church watching uh, Pokemon the First Movie. But as far as my interest in the in watching the animated show, I'm uh, an artist, um, an illustrator. I am a huge animation nerd, and I love making like little animations in my spare time. So uh, you know, having a show where I get to analyze one of probably the, one of the most successful children's cartoons of all time um, sounds like a really interesting topic to talk about. I guess.
1: Yeah. So I'm Jordan. I'm Zach, and your brother. Um, I'm 20 and, uh, I, I never really got into Pokemon. You think I would with being younger brother, Zach, and best friend of Matt. Uh, but I just never really played the, the games and never got into the anime. We didn't watch it. But I'm excited to, to kind of jump into it now and really get a fresh start with them and be able to watch the animation together.
2: And I am Matt. Uh, I'd like to said I'm best friends with Jordan and I basically grew up in their household, so, honorary younger brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... <laughs> I've always really loved Pokemon. I, I grew up playing playing the games a lot. I played Pokemon Blue way more than I should as like a 5 or 6 year old. Um, and I, unlike Zack and Jordan, I grew up with uh, the anime in my life a lot actually. I, I've i seen pretty much all the first like 12 or 13 seasons. And I, I used to really love it, but I haven't really watched it for a long time. So it's going to be fun to dive back into it and really analyze it. And I am actually majoring in music right now, and so I'm going to be able to give a little bit of insight into the musical aspects of, like, the theme songs and some of the musical scenes in in the show. Yeah. So, hopefully you
0: find some of our insights
2: valuable, and
0: mostly, hopefully we can make you laugh a little bit about, like, a children's cartoon that came out 23 years ago. (laughs) 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 But, um... I I thought it also would be fun to talk about our favorite Pokemon and like maybe why like a couple seconds on like why it's your favorite Pokemon. Jordan's licking his lips <laughs> all Dog, it's okay. You pick Pikachu. Like, we're not gonna
1: judge you. It's fine. The sad thing is that I was just thinking I'll go Pikachu. It's fine. And then I immediately realized how terrible of an answer that was.
2: Oh no, I picked the audio so hard. Oh no. Okay, uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and start. My favorite Pokemon is a bit of a less common one, I feel like, for po- favorite Pokemon. Okay, okay. Uh, it's also a newer one, actually. Oh, shoot. It is, a uh, Alolan Vulpix. Interesting. Alolan Vulpix is super adorable, and I just love it, and I want one to, like, cuddle with even though they're super cold and everything. Yeah. But I would just, like, hug it to death. Yeah, I can totally
0: vibe with that, um personally, uh, Jordan,
2: do you want to go next, I guess?
1: I mean, I'll go. So, uh, the one that I always think about is, is Blaziken because he was, like, the one that I loved in um, in playing Pokemon. Yeah. Like, I worked... I made the mistake of, like, I wanted Blaziken to be the very best, right? And so, I didn't <laughs> like, no care about the rest. Like, <laughs> no one ever was. And I so, I didn't care about the rest of my party, even though I had them. And so, then, I couldn't progress because he would die, even though he was super strong. But the rest of them were, like, level... 10, 11, Like it was rough. So I ended up giving up on that game. <laughs> but <laughs> like every other Pokemon game. Yeah, like every there. other Pokemon <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Um I so mine changes like on the daily, unfortunately, but um I guess one of my favorites of all time um would probably be I think I guess my go-to is like Arcanine. He's just, like, so classic. I love Arcanine. I, that's, like, I love that, like, he's so big, and, like, you, can, you could ride him theoretically, but he's, like, just this big, warm, fluffy lion dog. Like, that's so sick. Like, um, just imagine what it would be like. I don't know. <laughs> it's like riding Aslan or something. Um, yeah, okay, cool. And then maybe on the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about our experience with the games i think that'd be fun to yeah. anyway so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode so we're obviously starting with the pilot which is titled um pokemon i choose you in english and i'm not gonna try and pronounce it in japanese oh actually I, okay in <laughs> japanese I, why not okay let's go pokemon <laughs> kimi ni kimita you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure they're really proud of you <laughs> it's, the first, it's the first episode in the you know it's the pilot um it was first broadcasted in japan on april 1st 1997 fun fact i was born january 9th 1997 so me and the pokemon anime are the same age pretty much we share the age that's so cute that's yeah. cute and we're also both I don't know how astrology works. I'm a Capricorn, and there's something else. um, I'll Google that. Um, In the United States, um, it it aired a year later in September. So almost,
2: almost two years later, I guess. I just like that it came out on April april first like yeah, april cool. day, yeah. <laughs> you thought this meanest, was gonna be, good? <laughs> be
1: <laughs>
0: good like all the pokey nerd kids like you're in the sixth grade you're like 12 you hear about like the, the the anime is airing you like go up oh man you wake up early to watch it on your tv back then you couldn't even record it you, you like sit there so excited you see all this cool stuff you finally see all of your like dirty sprites <laughs> fully animated in glorious 2D <laughs> yep. animation yeah. and they're just like April Fool's not a real show <laughs> <laughs> that would be mean um, yeah so uh, I I did look at the Wikipedia page um, so this information is free for everybody <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I can pretty much directly read it word for word on, the, on this podcast and not get sued um, but we'll go ahead and talk about a little bit of these facts so um. just in general uh, in the episode Ash gets his Pokemon journey off to a rough start when he receives his first Pokemon, a reluctant Pikachu. After many failed attempts at capturing some Pokemon Ash throws a rocket Spearow which gets angry and starts attacking him and Pikachu soon the, an entire flock of Spearow to start chasing them and Pikachu is the only one able to step in and stop the flock. Stop the flock that's, there's something nice about that, that <laughs> It's like a, I don't know, that could be like a political chant or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Sorry, too topical. Too topical. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, this is an interesting fact. Nintendo um, actually asked for some changes to be made when the English adaptation of the episode, um, some graphic sequences involving punching were taken out, including one where Misty slaps Ash on the cheek. The (laughs)
2: script—that's really
1: upset that God.
2: Okay. Please explain the mouth noise you made. I don't know. I just think Nintendo is a little bit scared of showing like violence to kids. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like 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 that slapping someone in the face isn't that
0: violent. Well, did you hear that, kids? Slap your friends.
1: Okay, we didn't say that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, so um, uh, let's see. Where are we here? Um, The script was translated by Paul Taylor, but it was originally written by um, Shoji... Oh, no. Shoji Yonimura. I think you (laughs) gotta know. Who is a Japanese writer from... (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Coca <laughs> Prefecture. Um, he's known mainly for his work in anime, um, but he actually has a pretty sick um, discography. Is that only musical artists? I have no idea. He has a pretty good, like, some good writing credits. So he wrote on Berserk. Um, he wrote on Cutie Honey, The Live, which I believe was a pretty popular anime. I don't think it was really. Anyway, he also wrote on like Fairy Tale, which is a very successful um, series, obviously. And he also worked on Lupin the Third, um, which is I that would be amazing to work on a show like that, um, as well as Parasite, another really really huge popularity so this guy's like no slouch which i think kind of explains a little bit the quality of this episode which was honestly quite a bit higher than i expected um but speaking of the episode do you guys want to kind of walk through like like our put it in our words a little like summary of the events and just kind of give
2: our thoughts I think it started out like the coolest way for yes. like, mm-hmm. almost Absolutely. any anime I've yeah. seen, and it was like the perfect way to bring in like the video game uh, fan that, base, yeah. like the sixth
1: grader, right? Exactly. You know, the one that's been staring at their Game Boy in this eight-bit yeah. sprite, and then it transforms uh, into this beautiful, yeah. Yeah. beautifully Up to this animated.
2: Point, all the the Pokemon mm-hmm. fan base has had is the the games and the card game. I think was out. But, oh, I guess the card game was was out. That's true. Yeah, yeah. but the bringing the games as like the first focus of the tv show was genius Mhm. absolutely that's true and do you guys want to talk a little
0: bit about the scene in particular you're kind of talking about there just
1: the first second it starts with with a 8-bit then
2: it's the, it's the opening from the pokemon red and blue games right which then transforms into a real pokemon battle yeah it's super sick so they actually animate it in like black and white it's a nitto um, Nerino.
0: Nerino. Nerino. And a Gengar who are like facing off and then it slowly like zooms. Like the camera like turns and they go in full color and like full 3D. And it's like, it just like, I think it was such a genius move to use the same intro from the game to immediately bring you into the show. Um, I think that was probably like one of, I, I don't know, there are some more like powerful moments in this anime that like really, or this episode that really pack a punch. But this is certainly, like, right out the gate, really cool. Um, So, after we get that intro, we open up on, like, Ash, who is preparing to start his Pokemon journey. So, I guess in the Pokemon world, when you're 10 years old, the deal is, like, you just ship off, leave home. Um, Genius plan. Genius plan, truly. I don't know, like, this is the critique we always give Pokemon, is like, oh, yeah, just 10-year-olds roaming free, no adults, like, that's so smart, why is everyone in the Pokemon world an idiot and irresponsible? <laughs> but, like, I don't know, maybe we're just underestimating kids. <laughs> I mean, you gotta point. Yeah, you, or mean, Or, truly, they live in a utopian society where they can trust other adults that they can leave their kids out in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't get hurt. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I think so, and... I mean, I appreciate that he has a Dex that's Jarvis-level
0: snarky and aware. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. I did not like that. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, so so Ash is really excited he's going to be receiving his first Pokemon tomorrow. So he can't actually sleep. So he stays up all night daydreaming, not actual real dreaming, about the Pokemon that he's going to get the next day. And he actually oversleeps next morning. So he's late. Um... Picking up
2: his Pokemon from the Poke Professor. I want to talk so- about something in his room. I thought it was really cool how there's a ton of Pokemon paraphernalia all around his room. Like it makes the world of Pokemon. It's like it's not just like like a teenager's room. It's like it's a teenager's room in the world of Pokemon, and it was really cool. Yeah. I I totally
0: agree. I think the prop design on the show is one of its major strengths, mm-hmm. personally.
1: Well, and it also it, the what you're pointing out is actually what I feel really took me in was it's ash is us playing the game right in any time and so like we get to experience this uh this 10 year old which is you know us at any age playing pokemon really coming into the world and uh though we understand a lot of it already from playing we we still love enjoying it from this new uh perspective of ash and we still relate to it at every level because we we know the game and we know um the experiences that he can have and that we have together with
0: him yeah so ash running late um arrives to the pokey professor's lab and he has his first run-in with gary um who is his main arch rival and kind of his bully um what what do you guys think about this introduction for gary
2: i think it's perfect and it's, it's like over the top which is like what i love about gary i like i I mean, he's not very likable, but at the same time, he's so, like, over-the-top unlikable that he's kind of likable. Yeah. Like, the whole <laughs> fact that he has, like, fangirls, like, freaking out yeah. about him is so funny. It's just, like, it It makes him not, like, one of those super annoying, like, jerk people in anime yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, they're super common. He's not just that. Right. I, I really appreciate that.
0: I kind of agree that it, like, I I think that's a great point that they push him so far into just total terrible person that it's like it like enters uncanny valley for like (laughs) likableness i I totally agree because like i miss especially in the video games i miss having a rival that was just like kind of an a-hole to me like yeah yeah. like he's so funny but um i do think it's interesting i think they kind of show how like privileged Gary is in like a really kind of subtle way, where he's like super loved by all these girls, and like I mean not in a subtle way, I guess they kind of beat it <laughs> over your head. But he literally he like drives off in this fancy car full of girls. He talks about how he he got the best Pokemon from Professor Oak, his Professor Oak is his grandfather, and not, anyway. <laughs> so he's like. And I think his exact line was like, oh, isn't it nice to have somebody in the Pokemon business? Like, mm. I don't know. It, it, it is kind of interesting. I wish maybe, I think it'd be interesting if they had pushed a little bit harder, into, like leaned a little bit harder in the difference of privilege level. I think maybe that's a story we want more now today. Um, they would be more relatable for um certainly like an older audience, Dave, as we talk a lot about. Um, anyway difference in class and stuff in general discussion but um so he is able to so he goes into professor oak's lab professor oak just kind of roasts him like he literally dunks on ash like so hard <laughs> times yeah just for the entire interaction they have together this entire scene like he makes ash go one by one through all the po- empty pokeballs <laughs> yeah. And, like, each, I, each time someone who was there first
1: got it. Yeah, like, wow, I guess, I, I guess he's such a loser. <laughs> and
0: like, he, yeah. he just totally wrecks him, which, I don't know, maybe not healthy to do to kids. <laughs> Professor Oak, you need some training on how to interact with children. But, um, it's, I guess it makes for pretty, like, it's kind of a funny joke. I don't know, like, it kind of lands a little flat for me, but I think I'm just... A 23-year-old. <laughs> Maybe if I was 10, that would, like, totally land, and I think that's hilarious. But um, he ends up picking up Pikachu,
2: which, uh, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about his introduction to Pikachu? So, yeah, he, he has kind of a rough start with this Pikachu because the Pikachu doesn't really like him. And uh, he ends up, like, shocking him multiple times and shocking Professor Oak and he refuses to go into his Pokeball and refuses to listen to Ash and it's kind of just a rough start
0: mm-hmm.
2: which
1: it, it's the makings of any great uh, you know companionship with your Pokemon I think it's a great introduction to Pokemon or excuse me to Pikachu uh, because he's not your like traditional here's your, here's your Pokeball from Professor Oak get, get, to, get to work and it was just such a great introduction to his character of being more than, like... He wasn't the traditional three you choose from. He was this one that was, like, defective in, in Professor Oak's eyes. And was like, he's a troublemaker. And then he ends up being a troublemaker. Um, but eventually,
0: they turn out great, so... You know, yeah. I didn't really expect to, like, talk so positively about this show. <laughs> 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 like, I... I don't know I I didn't think it would be that good Um, but I think it's effective for what it is I guess we're being pretty fair to it I think if we're thinking like objectively how much we love how much I love like these last couple scenes uh, like I like the Gary scene I think the scene with Professor Oak is like pretty meh because it doesn't really set up Professor Oak to what he is to Ash later on which is like this like very close mentor like almost like I don't know, I think later on, I haven't Father. seen the anime, but yeah, no. he almost is kind of like this fatherhood yeah, stand-in, and- um, so I don't know, but I think it is effective for um, showing kids that like, the, in the anime, Pokemon aren't going to work like they do in the game, where they just obey you, and no matter what, like, they have their own personalities and motivations, yeah. and it sets up Pikachu as a legitimate character, mm-hmm. with motivations and like a certain sentience, which is kind of interesting. I guess. I think it's
2: an important setup for Ash, too, because mm-hmm. Ash honestly has no idea what he's doing, which yeah. is a part of his character. Yeah. And because of Pikachu's character traits, that uh, makes uh, Ash's incompetence more, like, apparent. more apparent. Yeah. And it makes. But then in contrast, it makes the, the things that make Ash good as a trainer shine like his yeah. bravery and his like loving careness for his Pikachu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's true.
0: Um so right after this scene we have a short little kind of joke scene with his mom, Delilah, um, I really like Delilah. I love her. I think she's so funny. I I she's think she's the she... perfect mom
2: character. Exactly.
0: I was like, I, my yeah. notes are just like, Delilah is just a really funny joke mom character <laughs> because she feels so like a mom yep. in yeah. every way. Absolutely. And um, even though it's like really over the top, it feels very natural the way they interact, which I mm-hmm. think is I think is really good. Um, and also, I don't know, like Delilah has some interesting parts in that one really weird ante movie um maybe we should watch that one time (laughs) i do you remember that
2: movie i don't think i've seen it
0: oh baby we (laughs) gotta that is that movie is pure art i think it is the best pokemon movie of all time it is crazy um so anyway um In general, we really love this scene where uh, Delilah kind of embarrasses Ash in front of everybody by talking about, like, his underwear and just, like, really mothering him. And he's like, I'm 10 years old, Mom. I can take care of myself. Which, like, no, that's not how this works. But, okay, we're going to let you go anyway.
1: Um, I think he says Pokemon trainers can take care of themselves (laughs) in his his very uh, 10-year-old way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Mom, I'm 16. I know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) Um... So, uh, Ash, you know, moves on. I, I actually don't remember what happens after this scene. Does anybody remember, really?
2: Um, he goes off and he finds the Pidgey. Mm-hmm. And he okay. tries to catch the Pidgey, but Pikachu won't, won't comply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, I have a
0: real critique for this scene. I think that um, this scene, like, especially the action parts later on when, like, they actually get into the battle with the Pidgey is really good, mm-hmm. like, shockingly good animation but the um so in this scene he's like trying to get Pidgey but because Ash doesn't know anything about Pokemon like he can't like just magically figure out how to catch a Pokemon by himself but we need somebody to teach Ash how to do it so they have the Pokedex do it which like the Pokedex just literally talks to Ash and is super mean to him for, like, no... Like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, well, maybe you'd be able to catch this Pidgey if you weren't such an idiot. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Which, is like, for me, I feel like, why, why did they... Why did they... It's, like, it's stupid because I get that this is, like, a cartoon for 10-year-olds and maybe I'm just thinking too much about this. But this is, like, lore-breaking. Because, like, the Pokedex is not sentient like yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh man i i've said like so much in this podcast already when i listen to i'm just gonna cringe every time every time i say like you can take a drink just kidding you will die if you do that (laughs) but um we uh what was i saying oh yeah uh so the pokedex yeah i don't really like it um i my i wrote my notes the decks straight up dunking on ash is weird they need ash to interact with another character so they force the decks but like if you're if Ash needs somebody to do it, why not just bring in another character like Gary? Bring Gary back who already bullies Ash so he can get those like negative been, jokes. That would
2: have been such a better way to get deal with that. Yeah, you know?
0: and it like it deepens their relationship to set up for later episodes because I I mean, I haven't I started rewatching this show like a couple weeks ago and I watched the first like 10 episodes or something and we don't see Gary f- for those episodes, because they're busy setting up other characters. Yeah. Um, but um, I I don't know. That's kind of like a weird missed opportunity, in my opinion. But um, so Ash tries to catch this Pidgey, but he ends up just throwing a rock at a Spearow and making it super mad. Um, the Spearow then attacks them. We get this really cool scene where like the, all the animation is black and white, and we actually see from. Sparrow's point of view, which was a really cool animated scene. Um, it chases Pikachu into a tree, Pikachu shocks it, and then it goes and gets his family and that's Superman. Yep. And this is when things get real, guys.
1: Is, <laughs> we've hit the climax. The Sparrows are coming. Um, sparrows, right? Spiro. 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 Spiro, Spiro. Spiro. My bad, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Spiro and his family are angry. They're coming. Um, and... They, Ash and Pikachu decide they need to run, obviously, start running. Um, and then uh, they end up catching Pikachu because he runs ahead of Ash. And uh, they start scratching him, you know, taking him to town, the entire family. Um, and then Ash finally pulls them all away, gets Pikachu out of there. And then we hit the beautiful s- final
0: scene. Wait, no, not quite yet. Oh, you're right. Because how does he meet Missy? E? They fell in the river. Oh, that's right. They get chased into the river. He gets reeled in by Misty, literally, which is pretty funny. So Misty is the gym. Well, we don't know this at this point, but so anyway, she's just some girl, I guess, at this point, we'll say. Don't want to spoiler. Uh, A a 23-year-old episode of an anime. But um, uh, Misty is fishing in a river. She reels in Ash and Pikachu, and she's like oh, I think I caught a Pokemon. She reels it in. She's like, oh, it's just some stupid kid. And she's like, oh, there is a Pokemon. Pikachu, are you okay? She's, so it kind of, like, sets up the antagonistic
2: relationship they have right away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it sets up a lot of the, her characteristics. Like, mm-hmm. it sets it's up true. her love for, like, the water Pokemon and for a cute Pokemon. Yeah, it's true. It sets up the relationship between Ash and Misty, especially when, like, he steals the bike and everything. It's true. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I when I watched this episode a couple weeks ago, I was really critical, especially the next episode. I think Misty is written pretty poorly, but I think she gets better throughout the season, and I think she's just a character that wasn't written for our time and isn't what we expect yeah, of definitely female characters of our time, unfortunately. Uh, but I I did read a great um just like a short article made by a critic from the time who talked about how like groundbreaking her character was because she is like she's really really tough and she like gets time in the show to actually show that she's a good like battler but um she hasn't sacrificed her femininity for toughness which when I like they kind of pointed that out to me i thought she's a little more interesting i guess that is true that like it's cool that she is a tough girl, but she's also a girly girl, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: she's a little bit of both for sure.
2: Um, and then we get to the really emotional scene. Yes, Matt, why did not she walk oh, us through? Oh, man, there? I, I may have shed a tear or two. That's not important. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the he steals Misty's bike, and he's taking trying to take Pikachu to the, hosp- the Poke Center because he's hurt. And they end up the Spearows catch up to them and he crashes, and he basically like by himself defends Pikachu against all these Spearows like doing his best to like scare them off and and it's it's really actually like touching to me to see this like this ten year old kid defend like against something that he clearly can't defend against in in the defense of someone who's a Pokemon who's kind of been a jerk to him mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It was surprisingly touching to
1: me. I think it definitely shows Ash's character a lot in that moment because all all he all he wants is Pokemon and all he cares about is Pokemon, (laughs) and that that may sound selfish, but at the same time, it shows that he like this was his Pokemon and he was going to take care of it whether it liked him or not. And like, I think that that's super important and really shows in this moment of. him being willing to, to literally die for this Pokemon because he'd been waiting 10 years for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that for a lot of this show, because Ash is such a self insert character, he's not written, like, super strong in one way, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, his defining characteristic is his, like, undying love and devotion to his Pokemon that rely on him. And this is kind of setting this up in this, like, I don't know, really naive way, like... I don't know. He feels like a kid, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, which is, I think, really strong for a show about a kid. Um, four kids. Four kids. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I think he. I think that is really great. I think that this scene does get cheapened by just the quality of the animation. They they decided instead of like they wanted like slow mo effect I think, but because animation sometimes you kind of want to cut corners. They like just do like these freeze frames, and and in my opinion, it just like was really distracting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an animation nerd. So <laughs> Jordan is just nodding his head, staring at me like I don't care about this, <laughs> and no one else. Would. He's like, please don't talk about this. <laughs> but like he, I don't know. It, it was really distracting for me to just think about like they they just if it, it felt like to me they weren't giving the appropriate level of care. To the like emotional the climax of mm-hmm. this scene of this episode yeah but after this scene we get the resolution of the episode where ash and so pikachu shocks the entire flock in defense of ash and um he defeats the flock and they all go away and then the storm clears because it was raining it was a climax. Yeah. It was a climax. It was climax. Yeah. You gotta got have rain for your stories. Climax, right. Come on, It's not our first rodeo. Um, and Pikachu's magic lightning bolt dissipates the rain for some reason, but whatever. We won't. I guess we won't. We'll just ignore that. That's fine. And um, they look to the sky as they're lying exhausted on the road, like both literally almost dead from this, from this flock of b- giant birds, and they see. In the sky, an unknown Pokemon. Which is like, this, like, if I was 10 years old in 1997 in Japan, or 1998 in America watching this, in the USA, sorry, to my fellow North Americans, who are not... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just want to be inclusive. Uh, back. No, we're not going to cut that, don't cut that, we're inclusive. <laughs> don't make any cuts don't don't cut anything i say it's all important um uh, yeah so he sees ho-oh in this would have blown my mind i would have been i would have been like freaking out i was like what is this bird i've never seen this thing like i i've caught all of the pokemon i've never seen this thing he, he, like, pulls out the po- Pokedex and tries to, like, figure out which Pokemon it is. And the Pokedex is just like, bro, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are some Pokemon in this world that we just haven't seen yet. And as you, as, like, it's this really cool, like, oh, you guys think you know Pokemon because you beat the game? There is so much more to Pokemon that you don't even
2: know. I think it was, like, really game or er, game-changing for the time. Cause like now we have things like Marvel and like Pixar, or Disney that do that stuff all the time, and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like it's normal to us now. Mm-hmm. But at, in 1997, like that was fairly unheard of. Like teasing something that wouldn't come for years. Yeah, cause I mean, how many years later? Pokemon would it silver Crystal released, or Silver, Silver and Gold released in '99.
0: So but that's literally two years. years later. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Yeah. I would have been going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a really... I think that and the beginning are really the strongest scenes that hit the most like emotionally impactful for me um, in this pilot. Um, but um, let's uh, kind of give some final thoughts, I guess. Um, Matt, um, what was your high for this episode and what was your low?
2: Um, I think honestly the intro for me would be the high like that that brought so much nostalgia back for me yeah um but low i would say probably just kind of like a lot of the middle stuff where he's like trying to catch pokemon whatever, <laughs> like what he's doing, it's kinda... a lot of the middle stuff like
0: in the episode <laughs>
2: <laughs> well
0: <laughs> no i'm just kidding go ahead uh,
2: uh... The, the parts where he's just, like, fumbling around in the woods, not knowing what he's doing and, like, getting into trouble, it's it's not awful, yeah. I wouldn't say by any means, but it just kind of uh, it loses track of what it's doing for a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's yeah, true. I feel that.
1: I mean, I would say my high was when he gets thrown Pikachu instead of, like, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charizard, because that's, like, uh, those are the three, right? You get those three. And, um, of course I knew that that was going to happen, but at the same time, the way it was presented was that they were breaking this tradition of, um, kind of the same way of the Ojo reveal. It was like, you think, you know, Pokemon kind of a thing where like, this is a different story, but at the same time, it's everything that you love. Um, and it's a, uh, I think that's just such a great start for this series of like, we wanted to create a different experience, but still make sure you're a part of it. Um...
0: What is your low?
1: I would say my low with is uh, I don't know. I I would say the low is probably trying to catch pokemon too. Like it was just kind of boring and it was it lost the focus. It wasn't but other than that like I feel like they tied it all together with their experience at the end and it was it it needed to be there. It felt like a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: to get to where we wanted to be.
0: Yeah. I, I would have to say for my high, I you know, the intro-outro are really strong. I really like the Delilah scene. I think it was really funny. Um, I would have to say for my low, it's going to be most of the jokes. <laughs> that just aren't funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. There are some moments that kind of made me chuckle, but I think a lot of the writing... I, I guess it's intended for 10-year-olds, but I don't know. I don't think... Like... I, I don't think we can let a show off uh, every uh, like. Oh, it's just a kids show, um, b- because you look at kids shows or shows that are aimed at younger audiences, like, um, like Gumball, like um, Adventure Time, Phineas and Ferb, Phineas and Gravity Ferb, Falls. yes, Gravity Falls, like uh, Avatar, Last yeah. Airbender. They all have really solid writing um, for their genre and they all um are compelling even for adults so um i would say overall also the missy intro just kind of misses for me for some reason i think it does a fine job of introing her but i think that i think there's better ways of doing it and maybe they just didn't really have enough time to but why not save her for another like for the next episode then i don't know anyway um yeah so um finally would you would you watch it again absolutely
2: 100 percent. yeah Definitely. i thought it was really fun i think honestly one of the better pilots for anime that i watched okay mm-hmm. yeah a lot of times like i feel like pilots they don't know what they're doing already and yeah they, they mm-hmm. have to like get in the groove in the first like five or ten episodes yeah it felt, it felt like even though there were some parts that didn't hit hit the mark quite right uh it felt like they already knew what they were doing Going along with it right away. It's true. And I think that it was kind of a good idea to focus on Ash
0: for the first episode. Let us get to know him. Um, but I think he becomes a way more fun character to watch as he gets to interact with more characters like Team Rocket, the gym leaders, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So. Alrighty. Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Um, I'll give it like a four out of five stars. And uh we can go ahead and um, I didn't really think about an outro how do you want outro to outro this show? <laughs> <laughs> we like the Pokemon and we want you to join us for this journey and we'll film another episode some other time next week maybe and please join us for that it one o 1- one a.m.
2: and we're done with this <laughs> thanks for listening